Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Outlook by Brooke. Um, we have a lot of interesting things today. Um, I wouldn't say any like major, um, huge bombs of information, but a lot of this is um, very small, very intricate parts of the plan that are coming together. Now, I feel like every day when I talk to y'all, we either have a resignation or an arrest, but, um, you know, that uh, has been quiet today as well. Um, and, well, you know, not only that, but, like, all the people, military intel and, and um, people that do the GCR updates, like, they're not even hearing a lot because a lot of people are under NDAs, which means um, that they're not allowed to speak on what they've seen, what they're done, what they're doing. So, the more quiet it gets as far as intel, um, the more it's going on, the more close we are actually getting to the end. Um, and I say that because... As we get to the end of this process, so many things are going to intensify and so many people are going to, that aren't under NDAs yet, will be under NDAs. Um, So I don't take that as um, like disappointment or anything. I know some people get frustrated when they're not hearing anything specific, but uh, I was looking today on... Gitmo TV, um, that is a Telegram channel, and I just want to read to y'all one of their updates because I found it very interesting, um, and there's something I want to explain to y'all right after, but let's start with this. It says, engineers executed. Russian President Vladimir Putin told Donald J. Trump on Friday that he had ordered the execution of 12 international bioweapons engineers captured by the Russian forces in Kiev and other Ukrainian cities, a Mar-a-Lago source privy to the conversation. Um, Putin had called the engineers transnational criminals and said Ukraine is not a breeding ground for Western pestilence. That's a word that he uses often to refer to bioweapons facilities and child trafficking syndicates. In what he called communal execution, his military commanders had assembled a twelve had assembled the twelve criminals and beheaded them one by one on Putin's orders. Each of the condemned, except the last one who died, um, had a wit- had to witness the brutal, gruesome scene, and many pleaded for their lives. Um, let's see what else it says. Some tried to close their eyes, but the Russian soldiers forced their eyes open with their thumbs. Half of the group was pissed at themselves before their heads were chopped off. Putin said that he captured them alive because he wanted to send a clear, unadulterated message to the CEOs of the Bioweapons Consortia that had manufactured weapons of mass destruction on Ukrainian soil. Putin told Trump that the executions were videotaped and that he would send the videotapes to 
to the people responsible for building those labs. And he had also said that two American, quote-unquote, dirt and scum, were among the group killed. And that a video of their beheading would be sent to DARPA. The Defense Advanced Research Protection Agency, which is DARPA, um, is a research and development agency the U.S. Department of Defense is responsible for developing new technologies to use for the military. Putin claimed that DARPA controlled two of the biological and chemical research facilities in central Ukraine. He said, this is how we do it in Russia, President Trump. There's not a lengthy process, no tribunal to waste time. We know that these men were guilty because we caught them. And if they were innocent, we wouldn't prosecute them. I am not sorry to inform you that two Americans have been killed, but they were criminals. And he said, well, President Putin, I think you know what you are doing. And frankly, I think you have the right idea. What's going on with these labs has been a great shame and a disaster. In conclusion, President Putin told President Trump... The war is almost over, but he did not explain how long, quote-unquote, almost would last. Now, that well, that's the end of <laughs> their update, but I think that it's really important for you guys to understand that we actually, we are given tribunals in the U.S., and some say, like, Maybe it's more humane because, you know, you're giving them the option to plead their case or even give dirt on other people. Some say it's less humane because they know what's coming for them and then they have to wait for their executions. But I think that it's um, maybe a little bit more compassionate. And so the information I wanted to share with y'all after saying all of that is our personal tribunals we know are held in Guantanamo Bay. Um, and you can look at like the aerial photos from 20 years ago to now. It's very evident that that facility has had a lot of upgrades and, and structures added to it. But a lot of people speculate that there are tribunals um, going on at the Capitol. I think it's the Capitol. Maybe it's the Senate building, but I think it's Capitol. Um, that's where they have all of those fencing around the back of it and um, those walls that are built up. They're, and then they have, like, these 10-foot fences that have obnoxious. They're, like, electricity's ran through them, all kind of other stuff. Like, it's very, very high security. And I don't think that it's far-fetched to think that tribunals could happen there. And here is why. Legally, um, our military does not have the jurisdiction to do tribunals within the states. They have to be on a, on a foreign or um, basically not inside one of the 50 states. So Guantanamo Bay being on the same mass of land as Cuba, and a lot of people don't realize this, but um, the Vatican, I think it is, uh, owns the land that is D.C. It's not um, U.S.-owned land, for sure not. And those make them um, adequate for tribunals to be held there. So, when you think about traveling to D.C., if you're out there and you see that, just kind of take in that moment. 
you're you're in the U.S., but you're not in the U.S. You're not on U.S. soil. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? I think that is um, one of the reasons that they never made D.C. a state. You can be a resident of D.C. and a resident of the United States, but it's technically not. It's not owned by the U.S. Anyways, we'll move on to our next, um, well, we do have a resignation. Um, Jill Biden's press secretary, Michael LaRosa, did resign. And I don't blame him whatsoever. You know, it's kind of a whole weird situation, right? We already know that the whole Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Burisma, child trafficking, satanic side of what's really going on with that family. But I don't know if everyone realizes that Biden had paid off the execution or the murder of his first wife. He'd never gotten in trouble for it. And Jill Biden was his kids' babysitter. Then he married her. So he already has some questionable... Uh, behavior even before being president they also have um an article on the daily mail and it says gop senator chuck grassley says that doj whistleblower has approached him to blow the lid on the quote-unquote scheme among the fbi officials that would bury negative information about hunter biden now this i think is a very significant part of the disclosure that is coming because the like you think about it the hunter biden laptop they they said that they that it existed and the media said oh no you know it's it's just a conspiracy you know there was never proof well then a year later the media has to acknowledge it well you know that was that was his laptops but we don't really even know what's on it you know we don't know And slowly but surely, all of those files are kind of being released, which is great. Like, I love the disclosure of it. However, this part of the story or or the movie that we're watching is going to declassify all of the treasonous criminals within our FBI that tried to cover up for Hunter Biden. They didn't do their jobs. They wanted to keep it a secret. And, you know, to be honest with you, I would think that most of them were paid off by him to keep it a secret. What else would they have gotten out of it, you know? So I look forward to um, what goes on with that. One of the Q posts says, trust Grassley. So we'll see what Senator Chuck Grassley is going to do about this. But, um... I'm just very interesting. I think that I'm, uh, I'm very interested. I think that this is going to transpire into more and more and more. And now that I think of it, a lot of the times when we're getting disclosure, we kind of get like a little alert, I feel like, to keep your eyes on this. Look this way. Wait for this piece of information. And this is no different. Um, they're just kind of blowing the wind wherever they want it as far as the mainstream media, but now whenever a whistleblower's come out and a senator can do something about it, that's kind of our alert. Like, hey, 
Keep your eyes on Grassley. Keep your eyes on the FBI officials. Keep your eyes on the Hunter Biden files. So that is what we're going to do. This is one of those times that I, I tell you all about. Put that little nugget of information in your back pocket because you're going to need it later. Now, Taiwan has started to hold some air raids um, or some air raid drills. China has basically told Biden that it would be against their best interest for Nancy Pelosi to visit Taiwan. She was um, already had it on her schedule to visit Taiwan. I think it was last Wednesday, maybe. And um, basically said that there would be consequences if not. So Taiwan is realizing that China and Biden are basically in bed together. And so they're saying, okay, well, let's start prepping because the war is coming. On another front, um, I've talked to y'all before about the Julie Green prophecies. And they're really interesting because she, the way that her prophecies are, a lot of times she'll say, um, look for this word. You'll hear this word. Something's going to happen with this word, like eruptions or, you know, whatever it may be. And they've come to pass. A lot of them have here recently. And it hasn't been that much longer before that prophecy. Well, that she prophesies it and then it comes to pass. So it's just been really interesting. And she just put out a prophecy saying that one government will fall and another will take its place. So... We all know that that is what we're looking forward to happening. We've been waiting for it, and quite possibly this is like a God confirmation. Now, I always say, like, live in peace with what's going on, but it's always really peaceful for me whenever I see things confirmed in other ways. Now, I know some people believe in, like, channeling. Some people believe in vision. Some people believe in prophecy. Some people just believe in trust the plan. And there have been times where I knew that something was going to happen. And um, it was predicted on a Christian and, like, more agnostic front. And it's it's just crazy. It's like um, – the puzzle pieces are all going to come together, no matter who you are, where you're from, what you identify as, what you believe. And that's kind of a beautiful thing because I just feel like God is waking up every single person. It's not just, you know, it's not just the people that go to Sundays every day. It's not just the people that are out there on the front lines. It's not just the people that know what's going on because they're on the cabal side. It's so much bigger than that. And the last thing that I want to leave you guys with this morning is there was a, a rally today in D.C., which was quite beautiful, quite patriotic. Some of the signs said things like the media is the virus and it. there was people out there, older, younger, gray hair. Like, just people are actually standing up for what they believe in. There were so many American flags. And, and the people that were um, protesting, they were just quite kind and, and friendly. And um, so that is so um, <laughs> encouraging and lovely to see that it's not. Uh, how do I put this? It's not just the Antifa and the Black Lives Matter that 
is going to have impact on our world as far as protest goes. That we've had a lot of peaceful protests in the past. And although this specific D.C. protest may not reach mainstream media, there are people out there that follow Nancy Drew. There are people out there that are in the protest and posting online pictures, videos, whatever. It's just, it. we're in the middle of this movement. And I don't know about y'all, but to see all of, like, the older people out there protesting, like, some of them may have, like, pre-existing medical conditions where it would probably be better for them to be at home, but they've said, no, this is our country, even though, like, I may be 80, like, I'm not leaving this world like this for my children, my grandchildren, like, we are going to do something about it, and it's just beautiful, it just sits well in my heart in so many different ways. (laughs) As always, you guys, follow me on Truth Social, and have a happy Tuesday.